Many people in Ukrainian uh, love you because you take our family in safety. You take my mama in Europe in safety. Uh, many people feel love to you because I think eight million live in Europe. Please don't be uh, guilty what you can do. You do very big deal because if you not support us, we uh, go to the depression mentally and uh, we, we stay alone. Now, if you support us, we feel it. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Yellow Band Stories. I'm your host and driver, Bastian. We are so happy and grateful that you have made the time to come on board with us today. We have been waiting just for you and kept your usual seat by the window side. After Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the topic of the second season of this podcast became very clear to us. We decided to invite Ukrainians into the van to share their stories with us and to learn more about Ukraine's cultural identity because it has too often been appropriated by a chauvinistic Russian narrative. And the same narrative now serves as a pretense to the war. I open up today's episode with Mikola's expression of gratitude towards his fellow Europeans because it is a reminder that what we do in the rest of Europe and the rest of the world, of course, really matters to Ukraine. Showing our support 16 months after the invasion is not an abstract empty gesture, it makes all the difference in the Ukrainian fight for democracy and freedom. Let's not forget that, however long this fight will take. Ponzi's in first gear already and we are good to go. So buckle up and sit back, because today we're going to meet Mikola in Kiev. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Yellow Van Stories. Here with us today is Mikola Kondrashev. He is a cameraman and photographer from Kiev, and I'm looking very much forward to talking to him today. Hi, Mikola. Pleasure to have you on board with us. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm very glad to see you, to listen to you, to speak with you. I thank you what you, what you write this podcast with me. Thank you. It's a, it's a great pleasure to have you, Mikola. And uh, just before we start, we I, I just want to point out, you had a lot of reservations about whether your English will be good enough for this. And I said, yes, it is, first of all. And if there are any troubles, we will just do it together and we will get through it together. I will support a little bit sometimes if necessary. Um, so, but I think your English is great and it and you, your presence here outweighs everything else and uh, the stories you have to tell. So that's why we said we'll just go ahead with it just for the listeners so they have a bit of a of a background there as well, right? Um, so, you know, I will just read out a little bio of yours so that people know a little more about you and then we'll just dive right into our conversation, all right? So um, here goes. Mikola Kondrashev is an award-winning cinematographer and photographer based in Kyiv who also holds a master's degree in psychology, actually. With his experience on a wide array of projects, including commercial music videos, feature films, and television series, Mikola has honed his skills to create captivating and powerful visuals. Mikola's impressive portfolio of projects spans the globe, and he has worked with huge names like Coca-Cola, Radisson, and Nescafe. 
Mikola's dedication to his craft is evident in all of his work, and I'm very excited to welcome him on board the Yellow Van today to learn more about his journey as a cinematographer, how his daily routine has changed now due to the war, and how the deep divide of a war can split right through the middle of the family, and as always, a lot more. So welcome to the Yellow Van, Mikola. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's 100% right. And thank yes. you, first of all, I want to speak, uh, don't show this uh, podcast to Tatiana Chernish, it's my English teacher, and let's start. Okay. <laughs> well, after you said uh, that, I am sure she will I'm... come across it uh, sooner or later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, um, do you want do you want to say anything before uh, we start? No, uh, I uh, I many many time spent with myself to wait this podcast, and uh, I want to uh, say about how the fields, uh, uh, cameramen, photographers, and another uh, people who create uh, cre who work in this uh, in this production. Now, after uh, Russian invasion, big Russian invasion, um, and what uh, what change? Uh, and for be honest, I just speak about my life. Like uh, maybe it's realistic, but I I need something who listen to me about this year. Uh, what's happening? Because many changes lives, all lives, not me another life i quickly change it and i want to speak uh, maybe it's some like psychotherapy for me but uh, i yes. really want <laughs> well, i i uh, really want to do this that is uh, that is wonderful it's always it's always great to have people who really want to be on the show I, I i've never had it any other way obviously because i'm not forcing anyone but not that i am a psychotherapist by my, my word i have no uh, no education in that field whatsoever but if it, it it's always good to talk about things and i'm i'm glad that we have this opportunity to talk a few about a few things um that you know because you have a very good overview also of the of the film industry in ukraine at the moment this is what i would like to talk to you about how this has developed um for you and also for others to have a bit of an of of an of an overview there but before we go deeply into it i would first like to know from you where where are you at the moment actually i'm in my uh, room in kiev uh, it's uh, nifki uh, nifki tsarey in kiev I'm at, at my home. At my home. All right, and uh, yeah. and 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 how are you doing? This is like I, I always try to check in with people before we get into other topics. Like, how are you doing? We know we are at a moment. Just to give a bit of a background as well, we are now at a moment where um, there are constant uh, raids, night raids on uh, on Kiev uh, by by the uh, Russian army, like uh, missiles. Yes, yes, it's always happened because Nivki is near the border of the um, of the Kiev. It's uh, uh, we listen explosion many times uh, today. Uh, maybe two hours before we have uh, siren, uh, air siren. Maybe you listen siren if they start again, and I show you how it feels. Just uh, open the window. Uh, but it Kiev now it's uh, uh, 
very interesting life now. In the night, come to Russian rockets, come to Shahidi uh, drones, and uh, oh, Iranian many drones. People you mean, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Iranian drones. They call it Shahid. Uh, Russian call it uh, Giran too, but we call it Mopet. Mopet it's little scooter because she sounds like little scooter. Ah, like okay. This. Like like it, and they call it. Uh, we call it Mopet. So at night. Uh, come moped and come come rockets. Many people don't sleep. Go to the Telegram news. Uh, just uh, sitting on the uh, on the um, corridor bedroom with, with walls and don't sleep. And after in the morning, go to the work uh, and uh, life again uh, like before. I don't know how it say. It's very interesting to it's a very interesting to to see this because uh, coffee works, uh, office works, uh, people work like a normal life, but in the night they come again. It's like like terrible um, uh, a story uh, about dragon, you know, you know, like fairy tales, yes, like like fairy tales. But but it's in Kiev. Um, in very big uh, plus for us because I think Kiev have a most uh, stronger anti-air system because uh, I think many embassies in Kiev and so we safety now if if you look another town like Kharkiv uh, damage uh, in Lugansk area Donetsk area Kherson it's a lot more a lot more damage through the through the nitrates you mean no. yeah yes yes um, but that, but that also means that that you you don't really sleep at night, right? I mean, this is this is the most haunting about it. I suppose that I see images of people sitting on the escalators, the stairs of the subway stations, the metro stations, because at night they have to very often leave their apartments and then spend the nights there and then go to work the following day. Is is that is that how it is? No, no. It it first day it was be when people uh, go to the Ukrytia shelter, shoulder, uh, I don't know. The metro the, or the bunkers? Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, bunkers, yes, bunkers. The bunkers, Because yes. we have old, yes, yes, because all, uh, many homes in Kiev uh, was built in USSR time. And USSR always ready to the war with, uh, with NATO, with, uh, like, yes. uh, no like this uh, and we have uh, many bunkers in old buildings but now uh, not more people go to these this bunkers uh, uh, now i think for my uh, opinion many people just stay at home because you can uh, for really can you don't have change anything with these rockets it's like lottery uh, you know uh, it's like just uh, you just wait and all, and um, maybe maybe this psychology work right uh, like this. You you don't think about this, okay? Uh, yes. They come in, they go. They come in, they go. They come in, they 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 go. And because be always afraid, it's uh, uh, you very tired if you're afraid all all these rockets. Yes. 
but there, uh, there develops no, there, it, there's a routine that develops with it is that what yes, you're trying yes, to say yes 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 yes, yes. It's, it's routine it's uh, i think more people have more dangerous as uh, mm. than people who live in kiev how how do you how do you spend your nights then uh, at the moment because uh, how, how is it for I'm, you i'm sleep i sleep every night good sleep i don't have panic attack uh, be, now in the first day when they were uh, to the start this sound of the siren make me scary because i don't i listen this siren only only uh, and uh, old footage from second world war when um, german um, when hitler uh, sent pow to in london and yes. in this film this siren uh when you feel this in the street first time it scared me but now i'm just sleeping i, I need to okay. sleep. <laughs> i need to work maybe i do I do editing when the uh it's been my the uh, next in winter years ago i do editing and uh, near the my house uh our our soldiers put rockets and i do editing of zanzibar beaches with uh, with sun and <laughs> make editing and then near my uh, home is um, it's uh, fighting so no, that was fighting. that was uh, yep defense like the, the, the soldiers defending the city that was in the beginning in the in winter last year when uh, kiev was still yeah. in endangered of being uh, you know invaded by russian forces was that when yes. Yes, 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 yes. I, uh, I just come, I just come from Zanzibar. I'm shooting aerial footage of uh, ocean. Yeah, it's like um, which is very beautiful, by the way. I saw the, I saw the video. It's very, very beautiful uh, on your thank website. You. Thank you. Yes, uh, thank you. And uh, it's like uh, another, another planet, and come to here with, with the sun in my shoes, and come to here and and what the start. And first time uh, in the morning, uh, if you don't mind, I speak about this, okay? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, no, okay. How the uh, mind is work uh, in, in at this night when uh, a full scale invasion is uh, start, I uh, be in my bed and look Telegram news and always um, news about they start now. They start after one hour. They start maybe uh 50 minutes they start close start is close 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 and after one telegram uh, news channel right some russian planes who uh, played first they come they uh, play first a and shoot down uh air system ukrainian um air defense system yeah. the war the war the war is is now it's happened so i write here and put down close the telephone and go to sleep i know what war is coming but uh, my brain it's close this information i don't know how it works and uh, when i uh, after four hours uh, the star bombing kiev siren every everywhere i wake up in new reality but first my first my reaction it's not it's not happened with me not happened with my country not happened with kiev it's 
It's denial. not possible. Why? De- uh, I'm outright denial. Today, uh, yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Yesterday, I, I, I was filming Zanzibar with uh, drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> no, no, you know, looking like refluent and on the water. Oh, why? What is happening here? So then, after and after uh, everything changed, changed faster, 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 and and uh, so uh, I go to the uh, one day, half a day. I just uh, sit in my room. Another day, uh, I take a water. What thinking? Ah, go to the shop, buy the big, big. Um, I don't know pocket with pocket with potato. You know. It's oh, like, big bags, <laughs> like a huge, fun. huge bag. Yeah, yes, big. Yeah, 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 huge bag to potato. And after do what do again? Uh, try to go to the one place in Abalone. It's uh, near my. Uh, it's part of Kiev. They give uh, Kalashnikov to to people who can shoot him. They give with if you come with passport, they give you Kalashnikov. But I don't uh-huh. uh, don't. Um, be in army i i am go to this place and they say uh, go away we don't have kalashnikov for you uh, kalashnikov is ended and uh, go away and many other people say go away and after i go to the uh, uh, place where uh, my uh, where a ukrainian military it's we call it wine command i don't know how how you uh, take name of this this place where is uh, people go to army first i don't know how like a dispensary okay. Re- like a dispensary center, maybe okay. ah, a recruiting center uh, yes a recruiting center like, yeah that that's yeah 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 okay okay i'm go, go to this and they i uh ask i am need they say you be in army i said no the he say go to home I said, but I have drone, and he said, "Oh, you have drone, so come in." So I I spent next month with drone in this place and shooting for this uh, Ukrainian army for drones. It's this part of Kiev, who close to Bucha, Bucha Irpen, you know? Yes. It's maybe you seen you see uh, Bucha Maskar. Yes, yes, the so, massacres so, so, that uh, were all over the news, like yeah. basically a year ago, over more than a year ago now. Yes, uh, terrible, terrible. Yes. So, so we wait here uh, that they come for this side of uh, this, and uh, and but sometimes uh, army men uh, get, say me go to the home wash washing yourself wash your clothes go to home and i come to home can sleep so editing editing um, uh, zanzibar footage <laughs> it's uh, different it's uh, i i just uh, i i remember this all, surreal. all my life it's surreal yes, yes yeah, absolutely it's, surreal also it's, um, also it's it's great that um you know first of all so when you actually, because you said you were first in denial, right, of uh, of of actually a war, yes. an invasion taking place, and I think then you you talk about the moment when you go out to get a Kalashnikov. I suppose that was a moment where you where you realize this is a reality and you want to become active about it, right? So it was this this uh, this decisive action that you took on your side. I would like to know because in 
preparation for this uh, conversation, you told me that mm -hmm. your parents are, your dad is living in Russia. You said he's an orc, something we will still get into, uh, what that actually means. And your mom is a fervent supporter of Ukrainian independence. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell me how, how does this make you feel and how has this, um, you know, like influenced your, your, your family life in that sense? Okay. Okay. Uh, my father lived in Sochi, in, uh, not in Sochi, it's a small village in Caucasian mountains uh, near the Sochi in the Russia Federation. My father is 100% uh, fascist. 100% Russian, uh, Putin fans, um, he always be uh, Putin fans, like 20 years go to the void uh, for Putin, like every speak about Putin. Um, and uh, he support this war, supports this invasion. Uh, it's very interesting conversation with him when the war is start. Uh, he, I wait, he called because I think, uh, that, uh, I'm her, her son. It's much more, um, uh, necessary than, uh, than, uh, another thing. And I think he called me, he sent me like, uh, go to the shelter, be careful, uh, please, um, take care. Maybe you want to speak with speak. I think about this, but mm. then the war start uh, invasion start because war start before uh, yes eight years two thousand fourteen yes yes yeah. when the invasion start uh, they first don't call me and um, after they call me and uh, he not afraid about me he just uh, be like a four year. Like a Faria, um, like a Faria of fighters in boxing round. Uh, he speak with me like um, drug uh, drug users. He speak okay. He speak about Odessa, Odessa town in the sea in the south, close to the Black Sea, and, of, right and by the Black day, Sea. Yes. Uh, it's 50-50. Yes, yes, and first day it's like 50-50. They have taken this or 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 not yes yes and uh, and first day they 50 50 maybe he take odessa or not and he called to me and don't ask uh, what happened with me he said odessa это город русских царей it means odessa is city of the russian tsar russian tsar uh, uh, Russian uh, Tsar is uh, create this town, it's, uh, we take it. So I tell him, I tell him in this conversation, Я буду срать на твою могилу. I said, I take a shit on your grave. So it's I say to, to him about Odessa. <laughs> okay, another Another um, point of this view is my mother. He lives in Kiev region, and they, when they take a butcher, take take Irpin, 
uh, the village is close to this place, village of my mother. And Russian yeah. troops uh, come like um, uh, between, uh, okay, it's like one kilometer before her village. They uh, shoot by, uh, by artillery, but they don't come in the village. But some, art some, um, uh, some shooting um, destroyed many small buildings in, this, in her village, and, and she escaped to Poland. He, and and uh, civilian buildings, right, as well? Just, just, just yes. uh, to yes, be yes, clear. Yes. So there were a lot of casualties, a lot of atrocities also in Irpin, which we, you know, we saw afterwards. Yes, yeah. Yes. When when artillery fight, it's not uh, very uh, close, uh, not very good. Uh, I don't know point of good uh, aim of weapon. Yes, yes. Uh, artillery one kilometer left, one right. Okay. Yes. One. 20 meters left, 20 meters right, and uh, destroy everything. So she go to the Poland. Uh, she and I stay here, and uh, it's no changes. In, uh, uh, one uh, years after, I speak with my father again, and his his uh, opinion don't change because it's only one way you can. He can't. Uh, he can't uh, say, "Okay, I'm wrong." He said, "No, it's a true about your um, your biological experiment. It's a true about you. You want an atomic bomb? It's it's like this propaganda who yes. Russian make at first day. He." at his brain and and he don't change him your mind but it shows because... the power of the russian propaganda because it is the one it is the only opinion and the only narrative of events that exist in russia at the moment it is the propaganda machine at its fullest right there are no other media there's nothing yeah, else yes. that influences public opinion and your dad basically um says it 100% as he sees it on television right Yes, yes. Uh, propaganda par one hundred percent more powerful than atomic bomb because people like my father uh, don't change his mind till the end. He start think this uh, uh, in maybe ten, fifteen years ago in in TV, and his mind don't change. He be a zombie at at the end. And yes. uh, it's a tragedy, but I want to speak what one thing for me actually. I yes. uh, uh, I don't want explain uh, what what maniac uh, do before they start to be a maniac. Okay, let I explain. When yes. some people kill it, another people. Mascara or something always, always think people think what happened with him in the in the childhood. Okay, maybe he uh, look TV and propaganda brain her, destroy her brain. Another another thing. Stop do this. Stop. I want uh, my my opinion. I don't want think about. 
how Russian people is uh, it's not guilty. He is guilty, okay? And yes. uh, it, it's not, uh, I don't, don't want to be an advocate, a lawyer of these people, okay? Uh, is my father fascist? I'm saying my father fascist. And he died fascist. And I, son of the fascist. Fascism, racism, Russism, Putinism, it's don't care. It's like level of same fascism. Uh, yes. Um, Basically, so, what, I'm, what I'm hearing so is, you, my... what I'm hearing in what you are saying is that basically um, to just blame it on socialization and the, your, the own upbringing is not enough to, um, to excuse everyone's thinking because he also has a socialization which you are a part of. And you are giving him another perspective on the world, which he um, decides to ignore willfully, right? Yes. So, yes. so you are you are calling basically to say there is such a thing as private res uh, as personal responsibility for these things and the opinions that you hold. And I agree with you entirely. Thank you. When when the occupation of Crimea is start, I try to speak with him. I try to. Uh, and I, I, I thinking what I can uh, explain what's happening in Ukraine, who we are, who, what happening in Kiev, uh, what happening with language, Ukrainian language, Russian language, what's happening, and he don't want to listen to me. He just speak about uh, news, Novosti uh, Pirova Kanala, first channel news in Russia. Yes. And they translate, translate, and translate Russian news. And it's close, no. Uh, I, it's I, bad, but I, I can't change this. I can't yes. change this. No, I think at some point you also have to realize that this is something that you have no influence over um, and you have to make your peace with that. Uh, I, I think it's very important to do that. I know that with situations in my life as well, you will never change somebody else. The only thing that you have the power to change is your own behavior. So you will just have to reflect your behavior towards your dad, and this is something you can't change. Everything is, else is not in your power. And once you realize that, I think there lies a lot of power in that. Um, so yes, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I can relate to that. Um, mm. But you have just been speaking about this change. There's actually something uh, interesting that comes to it. First of all, actually, before I go into that, I would like to ask you as well. So your mom is, is, is on the other side of that, actually, right? She's yes. a fervent supporter of Ukrainian independence has always been a supporter. Is there, has there been a divergence of the two, your mom and your dad, or has there always been a rift after their divorce? Um, what has been the development ever since the invasion then? Okay, uh, my uh, father worked in forest. My mother go to this uh, mountain, Kafkazic mountain, like a tourist. Like a student tourist, a young woman who go to the vacation of the Kafkaus mountain, it's used to start time. So they meet together, make me and my brother. We uh, one one years uh, one years between us, uh, and after divorce, my mother uh, lived sometime in Kafkaus mountains, and after I come back to Ukraine with us. 
Uh, I try to uh, try to go to the my father, uh, and all this time I I come to Russia. Uh, no, come in Russia again, 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 again. When I grow up, maybe uh, I think one time in the two three years I come to Russia. So I grow up and I feel by myself how how changing simple people here in Russia and uh, in the village, in the little town, how how works uh, maybe propaganda, and I feel like uh, start grow up it's uh, what they call what we call it racism racism yes uh, and I feel by myself because when uh, my father or another people uh, know I am coming from Ukrainian he speak with me like a a little stupid guy okay a little uh, a little dirty, a little funny, a little not quiet, maybe yes. some joking, maybe some spoken. Okay, send, okay, they say, okay, say something uh, on Russian language. I send uh, some, some, oh, oh, funny language, like this. And sorry, so just quickly, just quickly, because. Joke, because little Russia, just quickly, then you can continue. Sorry, but little Russia, because you said that is is what Russia calls Ukraine, right? It is this this diminishing name that they have for Ukraine, which on the one uh -huh, hand, okay. yes. uh, which on the one hand says it belongs to Russia. That's what it implies, and on the other hand, little as in it looks up to big Russia, who knows what's best for itself. And this this uh, view and perspective on Ukraine is basically what's carried through to your behavior of your of the behavior of your dad towards you right yes uh, they yeah. call it us they call it us one word its name uh, it's uh, look like khakhly khakhly yes khakhly it mean uh, when kozak uh, ukrainian kozak in the past he here like uh, this higher address his name khokhol it's like uh, on the on the head uh, like yes. uh, higher style uh, like like with hair allow me to shed a little light onto this because i think what i managed more than anything else is cause a lot of confusion here so on wikipedia it says kohol a russian name for oseledets kohol is commonly used as an ethnic slur for ukrainians and if we then go to the entry for Oseledets, it says the following. Oseledets, or chub, is a traditional Ukrainian style of haircut that features a long lock of hair left on the otherwise completely shaved head, commonly sprouting from the top or the front of an otherwise closely shaven head, similar to a modern undercut. Most commonly, it is associated with the Ukrainian Cossacks, although first mentions of the haircut go back to Sviatoslav I, and it has recently become a common surname. So, I hope now you get a better picture of what Kohol actually is referring to. And with that, back to Mikola. So, Russian call us Khakhli. And, and, um, and my father, when he angry, he many times been angry uh, about things. And he called me you stupid, 
ти тупой хохол, you stupid хохол, постант, because uh, uh, this uh, is a part of, I don't know how this speak about. Uh, uh. Can, can I add to it quickly, because uh, just while you're thinking, uh, interesting in that context as well, and correct me if I'm wrong, is also that the Cossacks were actually on the forefront of Ukrainian independence, right? So calling uh, Ukrainians Chokhol is on the one hand, is it dimin like, a, like diminishing now as it is, but it is also something that diminishes the Ukrainian independence on top of that as well, because the Cossacks did a lot for Ukrainian independence. Would you, would you say that that's yes. correct? Yes, yes. Yes, Kakul, uh, it means like, uh, if you want, it's very simple. It's like construction process, because uh, for me, it's uh, Cossacks is powerful man who, who fighting, who, who live life like a man. But then Russians see, see another power, he always wants this power, uh, like joke about this power, okay? Like you're not 100% of men. You're a whole. Yes. You're, you're, um, you're, not, uh, you're not a man like this. Disempower Yes, yes. And I think it's, uh, it's not for Ukrainian. Now they speak about Ukrainian, maybe in future. Times is changing. They call them uh, like this for maybe Kazakh people, maybe uh, Georgian people. He, 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 they call Georgian Grizuni. Grizuni, it means a little mouse. Uh, Georgian Grizun, little mouse, he say mm. about. Maybe then they start work with Kazakhstan. They say like uh, Asian, like uh, small eyes like this. Because yeah. it's, it's in your brain. It's not, we can change it. We, we still with this. Uh, like, uh, yes, uh, can I, can I, but this is also shows how important language is, right? Because we see how Rush, the Russians, how Russians create a language of discrimination against all the other like ethnicities outside of the, the you know, the centerpiece of Russian Federation uh, um, uh, territory, basically. Um, and 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 so language is so important in that because it 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 basically corroborates all of that and it will give it a lasting long lasting effect which is why i wanted to ask you because there's something that i picked up on like in some of the credit roles of the videos that you worked on i see that you stand there as nikolai sometimes uh -huh. and now uh, you call yourself mikola which is when we said that in yes. our in our preliminary call for this conversation is the Ukrainian version of the Russian name Nikolai. Why did you change yes. that, Mikola? Uh, I, I I want to live without conflict in myself. Okay, I many time uh, I think who I am Russian or Ukrainian mother Ukrainian father Russian who I am in in. Um, uh, in nationality, who I am inside me. But now I, uh, Mikola Kondrashev, it's my work name like this. I, I want to be a cameraman photographer, do what I have to do and, 
and stop uh, fight uh, inside me, okay? Mikola Kandershev is my passport name in my uh, passport for another country. I don't know how how it's name uh, outside passport. Yeah. And so when I come in another country, I said Mikola Kondrashev, and it's me. It's more name. It's not nationality. It's name of of working man, of cameraman, of photographer Mikola Kondrashev. And uh, and uh, I uh, I tried don't come this war inside me, okay? Uh, because it's very hard. Um, if if you want uh if you ask me who you uh, your nationality i said i am citizen of ukrainian uh i'm living in ukrainian i'm love ukrainian i i'm dying in ukrainian uh ukrainian uh no it's for me important because uh about language russian uh make a simple hate a map of the of the world I, I I want to uh, tell to you, maybe you think it's funny, but they it's in mind of people uh, like my dad. He said, "Okay, uh, Ukrainian, Kachli, Poland people, Lachi, okay, mm. Litva, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuanian, Estonia, Latvia. It's uh, it's like uh, it's not country. It's like uh, Russian villages, okay." Uh, we have one friend, terms. one friend. Yes, we uh, we um, Germans is fascist. Uh, one friend is Serbia. Serbia is bratushki. They call bratushki. Brat brat bratushki is bratia, brothers, brothers. Okay, uh-huh. and this map and this map of the world. Ah, Mol- Moldova people is alcoholic. Romanian people is. Uh, Gypsy, okay, it's and uh, Turkish people, it's um, uh, 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 who who made a uh, who work in the hotel only uh, like this, and this yes. map of the world, map of the world is one hundred percent good, uh, good coming in the brain people how my like my dad, he uh, do need decide, he do need thinking about. He just just knows this and also and you need uh, you need uh, thinking more uh, yeah. it, i i can't understand how it works in this century okay <laughs> my brain is explosion because maybe we we see like people go to the mars maybe in the like 25 years okay 40 years maybe we live in time how people go to the mars how it works now with country who have internet i can i don't know because my father if he want he he speak he he reads this he 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 speaks this but people don't want uh, don't want uh, this information okay no because Maybe you know I, uh, something no uh, no 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 this is so interesting because you know the thing is we discuss language this is one form of it i mean language is being discussed all over the world and the power that it holds and not just in Russia and in Ukraine but also we have for instance in Germany there's a big debate about gendered language and how to do that um, and so there's a, a lot of controversy around it but 
not so much for me because I, I, I do believe that, uh, that language is power and, and, and language is also being used to express certain power structures. And I think this is exactly what you are saying now in developing this, these derogatory terms for everything that is outside the Russian heartland of like the old Muscovy, uh, if you will, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously something that's very anachronistic but it also works in keeping all these people separate and apart from each other, according to you know the old uh, political and and imperial truth that you divide and conquer. You know, keep them separate from each other so they can't unite, and that's how you can how you can rule. And I think to some degree that is still being done, and it is found in language and the way that it is being used. Uh, to sum it up a little bit, yes. Would you agree with what yes, I just uh, said? Yes, yes, yes. Language is uh, like uh, another rocket. Language is another shahid, another moped. They come slowly, okay? Politic of imperialistic Russians, it's not uh, happened now. They have more years before, okay? They, uh, many people from Estonia, Latvia, uh, Litva, People go to the Siberia, go to the die, and another Russian people come to this place, living, uh, spread Russian uh, Russian language, and and now they say we are uh, we are Russian too. It's a Russian place here, so they come in Donbas, uh, coming to Moldova, coming, 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 and speak Russian again, 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 again. It's not. Uh, I think what happened, uh, I think in future what's happened. First time some violoncellists come to Europa and speak. Uh, we just playing in violoncello in Berlin. We just, just playing music. No war, just music. And you say, okay, okay. After some, some Russian uh, poets coming and speak, okay, j- just poems, just poems. We don't care war, we don't need. After go to the writer, after go r- some rap singer in the Germany like this, uh, and they invite this, uh, invite slowly. Are you understand? No, I can't uh, explain this. It's not paranoia, but he he always do like this. He invited by uh, by language first, after like cultura second, after uh, money, after war. They just won't. Uh, they just won't spread Russia everywhere. But if you see the, if you see the home of my father, you you your brain was explosion. It's the home dirty, poor, home who with uh, pockets with garbage, with no electricity. He put electricity not in the uh, put on. He Electricity by uh, I don't know how it is how it works. Okay, he don't the have cable. normal electricity. Yes, yes. Yeah. He don't have uh, water, water, normal water in your home. He ha- have no toilet. If you need toilet, he come outside and go to the one toilet broken. Another, if you you go to the forest, and he say. Odessa, it's you, it's the town of Russian Tsar, because it's it's many people like him. It's I I said please 
you have your garbage in your home, just clean up. No, you think about in the past, we get good country, everybody afraid us, everybody uh, respect us, okay. I can't change this. Okay. I think it's it's the narrative that you can see of either the individual serving the collective or society as a whole or society, the collective, serving the individual, right? These are two very different ideas. The one is more socialist and the other one is a lot more um, autocratic, I would say. And, uh, and, and, and because you mentioned Hitler early on as well, at the time before... Hitler was elected because he was actually elected. Uh, that's that's the the terrible uh, history of it as well. Um, this is exactly the game that he played. Uh, he said he created a narrative that was basically, um, you know, so sublime that it transcended the single individual, and the single individual had to just find its place to serve the bigger idea that he was developing. And I think something similar in that sense is also happening in Russia. There's this narrative of, you know, the great patriotic war, like all the values connected to that, how the single individual gave their life to manifest this great idea of a free Russia that to this day is being used to get people or to get people to rally behind this idea and this Russia that is featured in this narrative. So uh, I think if you look at history, you will very often find these parallels. Unfortunately, um, history in that sense very often doesn't repeat itself, but, you know, at least uses some of the same uh, tactics and power mechanics. But I think that's a very, very interesting point uh, that, you, that you made with that. Uh, like, why is it that your, your dad still uh, supports, you know, Putin and Russia, even though he lacks the basic amenities of water and electricity. Why doesn't he see his own situation and go, we need to change something? And I think this is exactly why your dad is like uh, that, because he uh, buys into that narrative that's being presented to him. What, what, what do you think about that after what I just, uh, my, my analysis of that? Uh, uh, I try to speak one time with my uh, father. I say to you, you go to the job, in one month, you work for $20, $200 for one month. Your country is the biggest rich country in the world. Oil, uh, forest, uh, our room, always. You, you, you biggest, richest country in the world. You go to the work, $200, not $1,000, And why you still go to the election? and write Putin, 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 Putin. Why? Why? And he say, I just a simple man. I just a simple. They decide. Uh, they know what they do. I, I know, uh, um, I know decide everything. My uh, opinion is like this. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe you're joking, but I think about this. Okay. Uh, in the when we be primary, you know, like Kramanyonians, uh, no, in the last last future when with dinosaurs, okay, yes, when people live with mammoths. Okay? <laughs> so may, may, maybe fascist fascism come from this uh, time, because if you live in forest, a little group, 
You need strong discipline. You need to listen about why said you leader. You need to do faster. You need to uh, do faster that the leader come and you what the leader say and you you leave. Your leader say, let's change the position, go another forest, and you do. You don't speak. And after they say another forest is your enemy, you go and fight with this enemy and you leave. Maybe in South Us, like human beings, leave this fascism, like, like living in South Us, when embryo starts developing in the stomach of mother, we have a fish, this, for fish, uh, this, I don't know, kills, uh, yes, here. Kills, and after, yeah. yes, and after embryo change it, change it, change it, change it, but we have a, 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 a little kills. Okay, maybe this fascism live in, in us inside, and and people uh, uh, like Putin, like uh, powerful, and Putin use this. He he said people like my father don't think about it. Okay, in the butcher coming troops from Vladivostok. You know Vlad, Vladivostok. It's it's near Japan. It's yes. people come around the world around uh, one. I don't know how kilometers. I'm go to the China. It's like eight, nine uh, hours in the plane. Okay, he come by the train and die here in the butcher. What motivation of these people uh, to do motivation to go in, uh, to Ukraine and and die in the butcher? Only like turn on this primary instinct. Uh, primary, you you don't think, just do, just kill, just going, just killing. Uh, our Putin is our leader. Okay, let's go. Mm. And uh, I don't know how medicine this. What we have to do to change this? I don't know. I, uh, I uh, all people uh, just last people always yeah. told never, uh, never again, never again. Okay, only uh, each May of the each year, the World War uh, Day of Remember of War. War two and people said never again, never again. It again, again. Okay. Sorry, if I no. I this is this is a, this is this is a very interesting conversation, you know. And and obviously, this is a very philosophical question. Um, that whether we have all have a little fascist inside of us. That's a very philosophical question. I personally don't want to believe that. I believe that we could. I, I, I actually believe in the goodness of people and I want to believe in the goodness <laughs> of people. Um, but I do believe that we have put structures in place um, that uh, manifest the opposite of that um, by creating strong hierarchies, by creating greed, by design, I believe, and, and create, create envy because the, the you know, shortage of things uh, is something that's also made of design, I believe. Um, and and existing power structures are manifested by language, by uh, societal structures, by capitalism itself, I believe. But this is a whole long conversation that would probably fill not just a podcast episode, but an entire podcast in itself. So I don't want to get into that. And that's philosophical. And there's also, you know, obviously a part of it is a very strong degree, a personal opinion. So I hear you. That's obviously also a possibility that we have those strong, uh, those little fascists and we have the gills uh, behind our ears. We never lost it. I, to be honest with you, I don't want to believe that. But that's 
<laughs> that's that's a personal preference as well. I'm very much aware of that. Um, let me let me ask you now because this has been this has been a great excursion already. By the way, a, a lot of very interesting topics there. I would now like to shift our attention a little more towards how you are working at the moment and how you are living and how the difference has been ever since the invasion because I think it's very good that you've said the war started in 2014. We've always made a point of it on this podcast and sometimes I mm -hmm. fall short of making that though because I sometimes talk of the war when it started in 2022, which is not correct. Exactly. So when the invasion started, like how did things change for you? Can you give us a bit of a, of a summary of that time from then until now? Uh, when uh, Russian uh, come to Crimea and take Crimea, uh, I my brain uh, look for for this like my brain uh, make in the night when the invasion starts. I deny it. I I don't want think about it. I don't think uh, uh, I I don't uh, when people start start dying in Donbass uh, eight years ago. I want um, uh, I I make the build before me and this situation. I uh, wall I build the a wall. You built a wall. Yes. It, yes. Yes. It's my fault. It's maybe I think many people do like this because I do some work in this co commercial and when uh, and in Kiev it's uh, many many shooting uh, video commercial for many brands because it's cheapest to rent a, a, a stuff a cheapest to rent a camera equipment cheap, cheapest to pay to the to the workers so many uh, brands from Europe, from Kazakhstan, and from Russian too, come and film it adversely in Kiev. And when this uh, war starts, many people close their eyes what's happening. He, he go and film it with Russian brands. Russian brands come to Kiev. At this time, Russian troops come to the Donbass. Russian money comes to film and industry. They film it uh, a little, um, uh, no, film it shooting photo session in Kiev. It's this is 2014, right? Just to be clear. Yes, yes, in 2014, yes, 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 yes. It's guilty <clears throat> for me. It's guilty, I think, for all us. We we can be in Nabat, you know, boo, boo, attention, attention, the war. We just okay. Uh, the war is is in Donbas. Okay, we we don't think about it's guilty for me all my life. I think, and uh, and when now then the invasion start, uh, this industry are collapsed because nobody come to to film it in Ukraine now because it's like go to the Syria. They people. Uh, People see Ukrainian. It's no, no. It's not possible because not air, air connection. It's not possible. All, only no documentary. Flights, no flights. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. No. No flights. No. Uh, no. It's. I think many times uh, we need that uh, this industry is come back to us. Um, 
How has it how has it changed also is from the invasion? Because you said from 2014 there was still um a lot going on, but you used Russian brands and also Russian um products, uh production um assets, I suppose, um to make your films, right? How has this changed in ever since the invasion? How how what was this change for you? Change changed uh many uh uh many people do not want on uh just listen just speak with russian okay i i see many uh, fine screenshot in groups like uh, like uh, where i stand like cameraman photographer and some uh, i affiliated with russian youth right we need a cameraman we need cameraman tomorrow <laughs> and uh, respond Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> like, okay, uh, if 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 you want, you cut my words, okay? But uh, so no, no. People... But so, the, but there has been a clear cut, right? Ever since the invasion, there was no like, yes. you know. But okay, but we still work with Russians like this. No, no. There was no, a very no. clear cut. Yes, from one yes, day to cut, the next, and, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Cut, cut, cut. Not speak, or uh, speak maybe. Uh, speak uh, only Ukrainian, and some people write, uh, "Может по русски, maybe in Russian." Cut. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not nationalism here. It's defense here. Okay. We uh, many people in this industry don't want this dirty money come back again. Okay. Uh, better for me. I still. I still in this room. Uh, eating uh, eating mivina we call it mivina it's uh, cheapest uh, <laughs> cheapest food with uh, with uh, with uh, okay what is it what is it yeah but what what is it i'd like to know uh, can you say again mi, what mi, is it mivina <laughs> mivina mi it's uh, mivina pocket inside yes yes mivina pocket inside uh, lapsha i don't know lapsha lokshana is it pockets I, of potato uh, Potato no, or no, no, what no. is it's, the pocket? It's pocket. You 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 take a water, hot water, inside this pocket, and three four minutes. It's you have eaten like Chinese soup. You know, like 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 Vietnam soup, Vietnam yes. soup, Chinese soup. Okay. It's, ah, uh, okay. It's so it's, it's so it's like it's like it's like an instant soup basically isn't it yes yes it comes yes, in a little yes, bag yes, and so. you put it in and you yes. okay okay i thought it was something ukrainian you know okay. because i always want to know about some ukrainian food which one might have not known i wanted to ask okay so it's right. an instant soup basically yes yeah, yes it's it's better for me i i want one year eaten mivina then i work with russian when i speak yeah. with russian i i'm just come and eating mivina but uh, for good good for me i have i have money uh, from stock footage i make stock footage before the war and it's drone footage it's uh, another footage okay and i sold this footage it's i have the money i not uh, not uh, in pure pureness pureness uh, now yes. but another you, you still have resources friend, through that yes yeah yeah, yeah. Another my friend, another my friend, very not good situation because if you work, you work maybe in use, in use, uh, not good payment, uh, always change everything, um, 
no, you need like uh, many people go another world, uh, food delivery, go to the taxi driver, Uber driver, go to the building. Some one my friend do something not uh, not legal, but not no legal, but it's for money. Okay, uh, it's uh, but it's nothing. If you uh, if you think about what happened now in near the Bakhmut, okay, yes, it's it's nothing. I I'm just to come and last week to the crematorium, you know, uh, when people uh, burn. Yes, it. the crematorium. And, and yes, look like yes, yes, and look like my friend was born here. He he go to the medical work, medical and died near the Bakhmut. He youngest like me for ten years. I, I'm 10 years more, and uh, uh, it's, I look for this him mother and know what we have, it's not problem. Problem is life of mother of this guy. Uh, it's not, it's not problem. This Shahid is not problem. Rocket not problem. Because... Uh, uh, yes, I because... I mean, obviously, by now, I think probably everybody in Ukraine knows someone who has died in this during yes. this invasion, right? I mean, this who is does? something yes. that is hardly imaginable for most people also. And I want to make this um, uh, even an example that, that I have just recently had. You know, I had a podcast episode with Alex Klaev, who is uh, a punk musician, a great episode, a great guy. I, I really had such a great talk with him. And the other day I saw a picture of him in uh, on Facebook where he wears the Ukrainian uniform and says, and now he's going to kick their asses for real. And I saw that and, and I, I didn't even know what to write. Uh, I didn't even know if I should like the post because what's that? What kind of reaction? I like it that you are at the front of the war and you are, you are basically you know, involved in, 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 in fighting uh, and, and you're running the danger of being killed. I didn't know, even know how to respond to it, what to say. But I mean, so I'm just saying, even with my very limited mm. overview of, of, of Ukrainian society, with the few people that I know, it is also catching up with me and catching up with me. I don't know if that sounds terrible because it's not catching up with me. I'm not fighting a war. I'm not in danger of having to go to the front. But what I'm trying to say with that is that it, it's it's the, the, the consequences for actual people that I know uh, are observable by me. That's what I'm trying to say by that. So how how do you think that actually changes Ukrainian society? Is Has there been a change? How do you, how do you deal with that? I think many people need to psychotherapy because uh, it's I speak about me I think how at, um, how I am react for another people with conflict now it's no pause before conflict if you have conflict in the street in the bus in the some buildings in the market so you think it's enemy okay it's it's before the war. You think maybe I speak with these people. Maybe we have some connection. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe he wrong. Now I said no. You my enemy. Okay. It's like white on uh, white on black thinking. I think maybe uh, uh, and uh, I think we are afraid. 
we we joking, we spoken, we listen music, but we afraid, uh, afraid live in us. And when I shooting drones for uh, army, one time I be uh, close near uh, explosion. Some people explosion near the building where I stay. I remember all my time it's fear. You want to live like. Uh, like uh, I don't know how they say. I think I don't want to die. Uh, maybe another people die, but not me. Maybe, maybe another uh, another day I die. Maybe not now. Please, I want to live. And it's it's stress. And uh, I think we all need uh, some therapy in future. Uh, it's uh, the war. It's not stop it, and they uh, they don't stop in in, uh, in fast future the war is running many years because um, when i live uh, i remember when i childhood i remember how russian uh, war with chechnya region with uh, how they kill chechnya people and what simple people think and say about these people we have uh, they have two two war chechnya war they come they lost First war, come back, and after I think four years, came back again and destroy everything, destroy Grozny city by zero. And I think they come back. They come back now. I think five years ago, ten, uh, fifteen. It, you you mean it's like going to be an ongoing mm -hmm. conflict that will have no soon, no resolve anytime soon. Soon. I think I think if okay, let's go. Let's think uh, good thinking, positive good thinking. Yes. Uh, Ukrainian army uh, now counterattack, take Crimea, take part of uh, Zaporozhye, Kherson region. Donetsk. Come back, but Russians say you, yes, Donetsk, Lugansk, and Russians say you occupant now, you you occupant now, yes. and stop it. And after they come back, Russian. Russian always come back and they come back again. So uh, it's very pleasure to me what I, what I, uh, maybe I go to the army, maybe, maybe I, now I think and uh, speak this, this my feelings like this, maybe after two weeks, I go to the army and after I, I just uh, think about how to live, how I shooting Kalashnikov, no, I don't know what happened tomorrow, and nobody knows what happened tomorrow. Uh, I think uh, thank you for you that you that you make what you make, what you make what you do. It's uh, like we feel we're not alone. Okay, we if you uh, have opportunity to speak to us, we feel we're not alone. We with another people. Uh, because the border now it's closed, but uh, we know what another country, there be people who feel what's happening. Okay, maybe. Uh, uh, okay, so Th thank I you. By the way, thank you. Thank you, uh, okay. thank I, you Mikola. I, I want. It I want to thank you. It, it touches me very much because I, I, I'm, I'm not really doing anything. I, I mean, really, all I do is I occasionally sit in front of a microphone and I speak to, to people like you from Ukraine just because I, I just don't want 
that this is forgotten. I, I want this to be, you know, that that people are aware of what is happening. That's all. But I, I'm not doing much. What what is happening is you are speaking. You're taking the time. You're trying to relate something that is so difficult actually to to comprehend for someone who is not living in a country that is torn up by a war. And 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 it's good to to always remember this because also I believe. If I look at Germany also, in comparison, we have so many right-wing tendencies here. In Germany, the right-wing party, AFD, is at, a, at, a, at an all-time high of almost 20% in our society. And you said earlier, um, you know, never forget, never again. And, and I think we're already, in some parts of our societies, coming to a point where we are forgetting already, where we are taking all of this for granted, democracy and, and you know, and freedom. And in Ukraine, you know that you should never take it for granted because it is so precious and so valuable that you are fighting for it every single day. And this is something, this is the only contribution that I can make from far away from the safety of my own home in front of my computer. So I don't really deserve any gratitude. You guys deserve all the gratitude, if I, can, if I may say so. And also you deserve all the gratitude from a European point of view perspective. And my this podcast is actually nothing else but ex an expression of gratitude towards all of you in Ukraine who um, who are who are fighting this this war and this conflict mm -hmm. every single day. So thank you. Um, that's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Look, I mm -hmm. I would like to because this is also about about culture. And I feel we haven't spoken so much about your your filming and everything. So if you still have a little bit of time. Do you still have a little bit of time? Mm -hmm. I would like to go a little, yes, a yes. little into your into your filmmaking as well, so that people also know that you are available for hire. You are selling a lot of stock footage at the moment. This is how you make your living. But there has been a tremendous um, uh, loss of work opportunities ever since the invasion. Um, so, can you tell me, turning this, you know, making quite a sidestep now? Do you remember when you first picked up a camera? Uh... <laughs> I know, I know. It's a big sidestep. I understand. I totally understand. Take your time. Yeah, Take yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, it's. Uh, I study in university. Study psychology. It's. Um, I have uh, its last year of uh, study psychology. Uh, when my study is ending. And I think, do I really want to be a psychologist? Do I be a one uh, work with people? And I think to myself, no, I don't want. And after I saw one guy who I live in Kharkov in this moment, and I um, saw one guy who work in the news who go to the walk in the Kharkov in the red uh, red um, jacket, uh, TSN, it's a Ukrainian news channel. Uh, news channel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And and he looked like slow motion guy like this with tripod, with camera. <laughs> and I look for him and um, uh, I take 100, I remember like yesterday, 150 grivnas, and it's big money for this time. To the depth, I buy the camera and go to the uh, working uh, building by worker 
and the construction building like uh, cheapest work and work to the uh, this depth is uh, no yeah, stop this depth. I don't know how it works. Okay, yeah. it's my first camera, and I go to the what do everything students go to the film it wedding. I hate the wedding. <laughs> I hate I hate this uh, beautiful uh, beautiful uh, white dresses. I hate I uh, because I I film it on months three four wedding uh, with. Uh, people who all people when he little drunk he oh cameraman come to me drink with us forget put on the camera let drink okay it's um, and after go go step by step I don't I don't uh, learn anything uh, I'm filming just by myself just uh, so maybe. Maybe who in Germany, maybe who listens this podcast and and little afraid what I uh, no have education. Uh, but if you want film it, just start the film. It. Yes. If, uh, if you want a telephone, just stop film it and telephone. Yes. Just uh, if you just editing by yourself, step by step. Just uh, fucking do it, you right? YouTube and then. Yes, yes, yes. Just do it and uh, forget. Uh, just do it, do it, do it, and you make it. And uh, because, do it, and uh, do it a lot because uh, oh. repetition is something that makes you better at stuff, right? So this is this is so. Forget yes. about any formal education. I, I I totally agree with you. You can if you want to. If you want to know more about film history, also you know go study whatever. But um, just just fucking do it and do it a lot, and then you know yes. you will get there somehow. And that's how you did it, I assume, yes. right? You did it, and yes, you did yes, it a lot, yes. and, and that's why you how you got great at uh, cinematography. Thank you, thank you very much. And, uh, and uh, in uh, in collective, uh, if you work in some uh, group of film it good <clears throat> groups, if all the people need uh, people uh, uh, who who uh, okay, first people always think how you like at people how you, you you spoke how you don't um, don't lose the time how you don't be uh, how you connected it's uh, don't be afraid be with contact with another people i want to speak to don't be afraid uh, good uh, rich uh, famous brand okay because it's people too you can always uh, speak you can always re rework again you lose it you rework again it's uh, i i make one many hours speak about this because when i speak about this i'm i'm live you know yes. if uh, if i if i if i film it now uh, if if maybe some shooting uh, day after tomorrow all this day before day after tomorrow all this time it's happened happy time for for me in this month, I have one uh, booking shooting. It's like 20 days before. And I'm living for thinking about the shooting because it's the uh, emotion you, you, um, yes. you, you create, you, you with energy. And after you, 
Mm. I am the same way. I'm the same way before any shooting. First of all, I'm still I'm still nervous before any shooting, even though I've been also doing this for quite some time now. I'm nervous. I in my head I have my checklists, I go through it, I'm excited and all of this. So this even a week before something happens, or when I have a booking, you know, every time I get a booking, I, I'm putting myself in this position. So I can totally relate. It's also wonderful to see how how passionate you are when you talk about this and and the whole journey and and how you are, you know basically saying you know everyone can just do it just fucking do it get out there get a camera use your phone whatever you have the tools don't matter what matters is your own inner drive and your motivation to do it and the fun that you feel when you're doing yeah, it as well yeah. and this will go a long way and be patient as well you know nothing's going to happen over time repetition takes some time but just hang in there and uh, and and then you can become as great as Mikola, because really, I can just uh, tell you, go to his website, check out his reel. It's fantastic. Mm. I love it very much. And uh, um, and, it, and it's great to see your work. Mm. Um, yeah. Can I, because, you know, I also want to always use the opportunity to, to think about of or to go into a part of Ukrainian culture that might not be too familiar for people. This is also what this podcast is about a little bit. And seeing that you are in film, is there a particular Ukrainian film, first of all, that's your favorite? Like a Ukrainian film that comes to mind, you're like, wow, I, I love that film. I would watch it over and over again. Uh, you know, uh, film de, de, director Lesnitsa. No, Lesnitsa, I don't think I have. Lesnitsa. Lesnitsa. It's uh, he. Uh, uh, film Счастье Мое. Uh, I don't know uh, how it in English is like My Happiness. Uh, All right. I sent I, I sent uh, a link. I sent a link to you. Oh, that would yes, be great. Yes. yes, I'll link to it in the in the show notes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, always filmed its uh, natural lightings, and he very. It's like. Uh, he filmed on board between, uh, for my opinion, between acting and documentary story. It's like uh, uh, bo- uh, it's, uh, be- be- between this uh, this part of film and 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 he, I think he no- nominated for Oscar maybe two years before. I think he thinks right. some film about Don. He thinks some film. In uh, about Donbass, uh, um, I think four years b- before. I think this. If 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 you look uh, this uh, film director, you very like. All right. So, uh, uh, what what do you like particularly about the film? I, about like I mean, his style is. I think that's very interesting about like a narrative and and documentary to find a. Uh, a mixture and something that mm-hmm. plays off each other like that. What about the film? Uh, My happiness is something that you you love. What what I like to film? No, about the film. Uh, My happiness. I... The, the the film you just named. Ah, yes. What what do you love about it? What it... what what touches you the most? Because uh, first it's the light, uh, and second it's uh, it's second it's story. What happened before? It's uh, uh why we now why ukrainian now like ukrainian now what where what the story begin what's the story beginning and 
and and he like very very good philosoph- philosophical man shows it uh, why we how we are just just see this uh, film he with uh, people inside the film do not speaking uh, more he's speaking less but but film like very very interesting please uh, look, we, uh, look. I will link to it. It it might it will probably be on Tuck Film. Usually that's where I find all the Ukrainian films. It's a great platform for Ukrainian films. I'll link to it. Uh, there might be a charge for it, but it's uh, you know three four bucks for a film. I mean that's definitely worth it. So I will link to that. Um, also, I would always I always ask this question: like, do you have you know because culture also gives solace? It, solace meaning it gives you comfort, right? When times are difficult, when you struggle in life. Culture is something that can give you comfort and solace, like a good song, a good film, a good mm. meal, something good to eat. Like I always say, maybe borscht. You know, um, what <laughs> what what is it for you? Um, can you tell me something that comes to mind right away? And really, it can be anything from food to music, anything. Where you're like, well, when I hear this, when I eat this, I feel I feel better. Uh, look, I feel. Uh... Uh, I feel safety if I listen uh, Ukrainian uh, music, Ukrainian songs. I feel uh, like uh, at my uh, bedroom and in and safety, because Ukrainian. If you listen Ukrainian song, uh, woman song, it's like it's poetry. Uh, Ukrainian words, it's like um, I don't lullaby. Cradling a baby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like. Ніч, яка місячна, зоря на ясна, видно хоч зорі збирай. You, you like... Uh, That's beautiful. You, you got, yes, you get like kind, uh, kind spoken. And uh, when I uh, listen to this, I'm not nervous, okay? Uh, I, uh, maybe... Uh, 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 I think uh, I feel like home when I uh, listen to this. Uh, and uh, I uh, feel shame and guilty because I uh, can use it Ukrainian words, but 100%. Because uh, uh, it's, uh, it's hard because I'm born in Russian, uh, in yeah. Russian village. And I, and I feel in Ukrainian like uh, at it's not uh, my home first time yeah. uh, when i uh, i'm uh, it's very interesting to understand how i i more and more uh, go to the ukrainian culture how i uh, far away russia i'm far away uh, this мы должны сделать мы будем no i i stay away inside me okay it's uh, it's very uh, interesting for me to understand how I I'm I'm changed. Um, I I feel a little strange when I try to speak Ukrainian because I always say something funny, always uh, joking with me. It's Ukrainian. It's good people. Okay. It's it's normal people. It's uh, it's lovely people. It's um, not aggressive people not expression people 
it just need to feel it okay when you go to the another country you just feel you you you're not commenting everything you you no need change everything it's country is people you just put your shoes away and 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 listen and eat and and, and laugh and speak all uh, i won't be with these people okay i want to to die with people uh, live with people uh, uh, i i not want to be uh, russian inside okay uh, so uh, maybe this is happening this podcast listen some some russian i don't want with you okay i i won't live without your your identity your words your poets you your story about second world too okay your heroism uh, not touch uh, me i won't be independent of, of this so so you are you are you are embracing your ukrainian heritage your your ukrainian origin and and you know i i think the way you express that i i i can only guess obviously um and i i can imagine that that must also be very difficult um because you know because of this uh, this conflict you must feel torn and 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 all of that i think it's it's very difficult but if, just from my from my from my perspective you know i don't think i don't know if it's my place to say that i will say it anyway right there's there's no reason to feel shame like don't don't ever feel shame because there's nothing you could have done differently this is your heritage there's also who you are and and i think it's always good to embrace that and then move forward with that with that positive affirmation and move forward with that now uh, that you're choosing the ukrainian in you that's a choice that you're making but that doesn't mean that you have to be ashamed of anything um and yeah. you have you have just expressed so much passion so much so much love for ukraine this is where the focus should lie your love for ukrainian culture and your ukrainian origin um and that's wonderful um and it's it's it, it's great to see it to witness it here um um and i not with this basically i think we are already coming to the closure of the podcast and you've already you've been very patient because we're actually already mm -hmm. on one and a half hours uh, and the listeners have as well thank you very much for uh, for if you have mm -hmm. made it this far for staying with us um you know we have talked about and this is what i would basically like to close this with um and i know sometimes this question is very difficult and sometimes i'm not even sure if i should ask it because we've just covered you know that the whole of ukraine will need psychotherapy after this war which is understandable because obviously there's so many traumata there's so much so much so many things that have to be uh, addressed afterwards and to be processed but nonetheless i would like to know from you seeing that you have said you want to look at the positive side and me too let's not look at the positive side per se but at least do you think there are any opportunities in the future that will arise out of this war uh, anything like in future in, in in past conversations we for example it was said that there was a more a bigger unity amongst ukrainians after the invasion for instance right they moved closer together 
there was more of a of a of an overlapping of 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 personal stories and 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 perspectives what do you see there i know i've made this very long introduction and i always want to you know put it in a context but i think it's necessary what what is it for you what what opportunities do you think might arise out of this if any the work make and make and come back again 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 uh many people in ukrainian uh love you because you you take our family in safety you take my mama in europe in safety uh many people feel love to you because i think eight million live in europe please don't be uh guilty what you what you not war uh, what you can do you do a uh, very big deal because if you not support us we uh, go to the depression mentally and uh, we we stay alone now if you support us we feel it by no this we, we just know this we feel it what what you 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 think about us it it is what what i want to say uh, and um, and uh, and call me if you want some shooting in ukraine i do my best <laughs> oh absolutely that's that's going out there that's that's registered i think you know i think this is maybe what i take away from what you just said when i asked you about the opportunities because the opportunity here is also that maybe ukraine is now after all this time sincerely seen as ukraine as as its own independent national entity and cultural identity by the rest of europe and before then it was not before then it was really yes. seen still as an extension of the old soviet uh, history and of a russian empire that had not existed for a long time and maybe the opportunity in this is that we can all check our perspectives about this and come up with something better than the way that it has been so this is one of the opportunities in this without taking away anything from the current crises and and atrocities that are happening everywhere. So Mikola, I think that is a fantastic way to end this uh this podcast on um uh, one more thing, one more thing. Sorry. The, the, I I always forget this. Um because I, because I always want to add at the end in the show notes like some sort of initiative, some sort of organization that people can donate to. Um so huh? do you have anything where you can say if people have five bucks to spare 10 bucks whatever two bucks they can give that money to this organization and if not then huh? you can think about it and i will link to it uh, afterwards um anyway is there anything you can think of yes uh, uh i can say this yes of course think, yes by all means uh, okay uh, okay um in Europe, in Golan, uh, I work with some organization who name uh, Eyes, Eyes uh, of Ukrainian. Uh, this organization, uh, I sent uh, to link to you. Yes, please. Yes, they uh, buy drones, uh, buy drones, and send to Ukrainian army, uh, and uh, they you can donate some money to and these people buy drones for your money if you have five euro seven euro eight euro if you want to help uh, please do not to this organization 
I'm 100% no that these drones go to the uh, directly uh, uh, to troops who need the drones. Yes. Uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, very uh, very how much help to us yes. as soldiers to, to 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 fight. I will definitely link to that. Absolutely, it will go in the show notes. Uh, do you have something uh, like a civilian organization? Well, because I know, and and this is not in any way a qualitative call, but some people will probably have a problem with donating to military things for personal convictions. Do you have anything um, like a civilian initiative as well? Maybe civilian uh, aid to support. Uh, yes, uh, we. Uh, I know some psychologists psychology organization yeah. who uh, who support uh, wives and uh, women of uh, uh, men who fighting yeah uh, uh, if uh, if if you want i i send to you link to this organization please yes it's like um, it yes it's a psychology support it's it's psychology support to people uh, it's Uh, I trust to these people. I know these people many, many times. I, I work to these people many times. And if you need, if you want to donate to these people, I send you a link. Fantastic. Thank you very much. With that, let's close up today, Mikola. It was such a pleasure mm -hmm. having you with me today, having you with us in the yellow van. Thank you for taking the time for all the insights you've Thank shared. You. I wish you all the best. Um, and let's stay in touch. And uh, and okay. hopefully we meet in Ukraine one day or the other. It would be a great okay. pleasure. Okay, I I will be happy if if we meet in, in real life in Ukraine. Bye bye. And with this, we are at the end of this week's ride in the yellow van. Thank you very much for coming along with us today, and thank you, Mikola, for your stories and insights, and for your trust in me and the work we do at Mind the Bomb. The links to his works and video library are in the show notes along with everything else we discussed today. And if you are a video editor or producer and you are looking for great drone footage or footage, be sure to check out Mikola's work. Shortly after the recording of our episode, Mikola received mail from the army to be registered with them. As I'm recording this, Mikola, like countless other Ukrainians, is waiting for his marching order to the front. It could come any moment of any day. Alex Kraje from Odessa, who you might remember from one of the previous episodes, has already been at the front for over two months. In one of his latest Facebook posts, he wrote, I am not dead. I am learning. War becomes something else entirely when you know the people who are thrown into it. Therefore, more than ever, let me close with this. Keep loving in the face of fear and stand with Ukraine. Take it away, Jim.
You're right.